Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. We've seen the Avs play their exhibition game. We've talked about the Avs play their exhibition game, but there is an entire NHL league out there that the majority of at this point has played exhibition games as well. So we figured we'd take our first impressions from all of them and see where the temperature of the entire league is at, I suppose. AJ, where should we start? Should we start with Thursday's games? Uh, I mean, let's start at the beginning. All right, so all the way back to Philly. Yeah. That first day of games, actually, I thought was really interesting because I I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And it was three rivalry games, like classic rivalries, right? And the it was interesting to see the temperature rose in each game <laughs> up, to up, the up. point where, like, Battle of Alberta is just like two teams that absolutely hate each other. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's it's weird to see like Pens and Flyers were so, I guess, diplomatic in comparison. <laughs> it was it was fine, right? It was a good game, competitive game. Um, it felt like. Uh, a four or five matchup. Like it wouldn't surprise me at all. If that was the first round matchup, if that would it, if that's what it ended up being kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's also been, it, it, it's also been really hard to, to avoid making strong judgments based on these games. Like despite like your brain just can't stop itself, even though you yeah. watch a totally horrible pass, and you're like, "That's rust," <laughs> right? And you know, you're like, "Okay, like the all of these teams are going to be significantly better in a week." Yep. Unless they played lights out, cough, cough, Tampa Bay, right? Where you're like, "There's no way that they are going to be repeating that," right? Yeah, right. Like. The abs, the abs didn't play particularly well yesterday, but they won the game, and you had to feel good about that. Yep, you had to feel like, hey, there's a lot of room for them to build. Um, at the same time, you don't want them to have to take very long to get to it. The advantage of a team like Tampa Bay coming out and just looking awesome is that if they can carry that over into next week, if they're plateauing and they keep it going. Like, if they're already at their highest level, they'll find themselves in round two. Yeah. Because everybody, most of these teams are going to be working their way into shape. And Tampa Bay has such a high ceiling as it is that if they're if they're even 80% of the way there, immediately, right off the hop, they're through the first round. Yeah. They're beating bad teams for because sure. Because they'll definitely they'll definitely do well in the round robin then because it's not like all four of those teams are gonna be right where they are, as we've seen. Um, like with Philadelphia, they were they were just okay. Yeah, I, the Philadelphia Pittsburgh game, the only game so far to go to overtime as well. Boy, so. did it end on a play too. It did that, man. that stretch pass from Connecting. <laughs> yep. Just perfect sauce landed and skid right onto that onto the blade, and it was just like, oh my god, oh, where's that been for the last three periods? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a little creativity, a little openness. It was good stuff, though. And that's 
that I think just the the intensity has kind of caught me off guard. We even saw yesterday, yeah. you know, Kadri and Felino were going, we're getting into it. It was mostly Felino getting into it with the nearest person. And it, I think, I think these guys are, they're ready. Like they're as ready as they're allowed to get, right? Like they're, they're not going to, the, there's no second exhibition game. There's no more working yourself into shape. The next time these guys play in a game, it'll mean something. You know, for for teams like Minnesota in the qualifying round, their season's already on the line. They're for Colorado away from going home. Yeah, like their their seating is on the line, and that's where that I think having a team like Edmonton play the way that they did, yep, makes it so makes it easier to say we might want to take this seriously. Yeah, in the I, round robin because you're you're looking at it saying, okay, if we finish last in round robin, we get Edmonton. Yeah, that's pretty and much the reality that you're looking at. I think there are four fan bases that probably watched that Edmonton game and said, "No thanks, I'm good. <laughs> Don't want any part of that. <laughs> that is a hard pass." It Edmonton beat Calgary four to one on Thursday. Um, it, yeah, I, the, I think the other side of that coin, a, well, multiple factors going in here. Win, Winnipeg played very, very well against a struggling Vancouver team. I'd be scared if I was Calgary after that game. Well, the combination of Winnipeg playing really well and the fact that they played poorly against Edmonton. Yep. It's not hard when you're in the prediction business to look at that and be like, boy... I really want to lean heavily towards one direction here <laughs> just based on these results, right? Like these yep. results are more meaningful than anything that happened in a season that took place four months ago. Months and months and months ago. Yeah. You know, Connor, Connor Hellebuck going to win the Vesna. Nick Ehlers had a career year. That's all good and well, but if you don't produce right now, it don't mean nothing. Right. Like four months have passed. It could, they might as well be next season. So we don't know. We we don't know if that's going to carry over. It doesn't automatically carry over because that's what happened during the season. The season's just too far removed for it to matter anymore. And so all we have is these exhibition games where you're like, okay, well, we don't know how teams are going to look. Well, now we do. They looked they looked like this for exactly one game, and there's all the danger in the world to trying to draw conclusions from that. But it's human nature. You want to. It's the most recent evidence that we have. It's why recency bias exists. Is because we lean on what we've seen most recently to best inform us. Yep. It's follow the trend line or whatever you want to call it. But it, it it's a fine line to walk, of course. But it's not uncommon for recent play to set the trend of what to expect. It's just yeah. reality. Yeah, and I guess we'll focus a little bit on the, the the West today, but that Oilers Flames, like, I'm not going to lie, the, the Edmonton game scared the crap out of me. <laughs> it it looked too good. And it, like, it looked too good in a way that matches up with what Colorado does, where it's like, I've said a little bit all, all year that, Edmonton was the team I didn't want in the postseason. 
because Colorado's biggest advantage is Nathan McKinnon, and that goes away against Edmonton. Yep. And then they're relying on depth, and I like Colorado's depth. I like their defense. I like their goaltending. I like all of that more than more than Edmonton's. But when you have that kind of high-end star power that dictates games and wins series, it's scary. And to see it come out and click like that, like Colorado's top line was really good against Minnesota yesterday. Miko, Miko, and Mac ate them up. Yep. But eating up but a Minnesota, Minnesota team, yeah, exactly. Yeah, is like <laughs> okay, especially when your other lines, uh, two of your other four lines, get rolled. If you guys uh, didn't see it, here's a little bit of the McDavid show, real quick here. Golly, I mean. Dry side on to McDavid there. So it's just and then of course Captain Robot doesn't do anything. Yeah, he doesn't even sell he. There's I don't even know that he knows how. Like <laughs> anyway, he's he scares the bejesus out of me. Uh when we talk about like what's the ideal route for the abs to, to, to make the Stanley Cup finals. It's it's not St. Louis I'm worried about. It's not Dallas I'm worried about. It's Edmonton. I'm that's the team that makes me nervous because they got that star power. But even then, I like the <laughs> I would still pick I would still pick Colorado in a series because of all the other factors. But if McDavid just goes off for four games, the Avs just lose, right? Especially given that Colorado is like one of those teams so yep. far in McDavid's career. Where he pops off. Yep. Yeah, where he just inexplicably is like, oh, well, I've shown these guys. I think he has one game in his Avs career, in his career against the Avs where he didn't score a point. Yeah. He's so. been awesome against them. And then them coming out and looking like that, it's like, mm, I don't want that. We will have all yeah. of those predictions tomorrow on Free Skate Friday. So you can stay tuned for our full preview prediction show for that. But for now, we're just getting our first impressions. And I <laughs> don't think I'm as worried about Edmonton as you are. I don't, I don't want to play them if I'm the abs. But I in a seven-game series... I still think St. Louis is the is the tough one. You have to give them the credit until someone beats them, right? Yeah, you give them the respect of being the defending champs, a hundred percent. My the only reason why I say I'm not afraid of St. Louis is because that is a super tight defensive team that it takes time to to tighten the screws and to get really really effective playing the way they want to play. That's a team that scares the crap out of me going into a regular playoff because they know what they want to do. They understand who they are. They're very, very comfortable day in and day out. Okay, we've mastered the art of being a St. Louis Blue. Now we have to go out and do it every day. Shift by shift, they just—they are a team that just grinds you into dust and wears you down. And that's a lot harder to do early early on in seasons and early on in, in this situation, I think it's going to be really tough to do. I think those strong defensive teams are going to struggle a lot more in the, in the opening rounds. If St. Louis gets to the third round, they're going to be formidable. 
I mean, anybody that gets to the third round, right? Like if, if well, the Avs make the Stanley, or if they make the conference just to make finals, it there, like, obviously, but 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 you know, it could look a lot different. And that's St. Louis is a team that I think is one that's they get better as they go. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying, and I agree. I, the a team like the Avs is one that can take advantage of loose defenses, right? And and use their speed to abuse it a little bit. But as teams start to find their groove and yeah. start to mold back into their systems, the space just gets harder to find. It does. And we'll, and that was instructive from yesterday's game against Minnesota was that they have to be locked down defensively uh, yep. against a team like Colorado because they were owning the pace of play. Yeah, they dominated the first period, and it came out tied two-two because Minnesota got lucky. Uh, right, but but Colorado's goals came from they were skill goals. They were they were skill high, skill, and high skill goals. goals. Yeah, exactly. And where uh, Nemestikov wins a foot race, Donskoy wins wins the uh, the foot race to the spot. Yep. Like got lucky that the puck bounced right to him, but the pass off the pads exists for a reason. It's something that guys do all the time. That play was fully intended. It, right, it worked out was, well, but that was the, what it, they were trying to do. It, it worked like its execution was exactly what you draw up, but you yep. work on that. Like you do, do try. That was an intentional thing. Yep. The Jordan Stall redirecting off of two dudes' bodies and landing on a stick is just like right place, <laughs> right time. You take it, and you know the Dumba, the Dumba goal. That's a that's a that's a skill goal as well. But in a four on three, it's a very specific situation. The same way that Colorado scoring a five on three goal, you're just like, well, they should have. You're supposed to, yeah, <laughs> right. You're supposed, you're supposed to score in, in five on three. You're supposed to score in four on three. The other goals, though, Colorado, Colorado had skill goals. Yeah, where yeah. speed and skill got them there, and the and and Minnesota's only other goal was just a good bounce. Yep, and right. and that's that's where like, hey, we know we know bounces dictate games, but. At the same time, Minnesota was the better team. Like they, they, they owned pace of play, and they, they had the, they had the better of the chances, scoring chances, high danger chances, all that stuff. They had all, they had that advantage throughout the game. But as you saw, Colorado got better, and they locked it down more defensively. Yep. Once they started to really sink into playing the way that they were comfortable playing, Minnesota's advantage eroded. And that's where skill separates because when the abs decide that they're going to lock it down, they're going to play a strong defensive game. They're capable of it. They're capable of that as well as on any given shift. They've got one guy on every single line that can just blaze up and down the ice that can catch somebody. Yep. That can catch somebody napping that can, that can take advantage of one misstep, one poor read, one bad decision. Not every team is going to have that capability. And Colorado's quick strike ability and their ability to play a tight checking defensive game is something that is going to be unique amongst the uh, certainly out West where it's most of the teams out West are all or nothing. We talk about McDavid and dry but both of those guys are about as good playing NHL defense as you and I. <laughs> so like, uh, that's based on our NHL 20 gameplay. That might be a bit generous, but <laughs> look, we're both giving up odd man rushes going the other way, left and right. It's fine. <laughs> But the 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 difference is that with Colorado is that they can shift, and we saw it in the postseason last year. 
They smoked Calgary. Calgary wanted to play something similar to what Colorado did. They want to use their skill. They wanted to get out in space and let their skill guys do it. And Colorado skill guys ate them alive. Well, and, and the abs, the abs whooped that ass. And then they got into the second round against San Jose, and it was a, it was the the infamous teal pick offense. Right, yeah. every game was a battle of wills. Which team is going to win the playstyle battle? And whichever team won that playstyle battle ended up winning those games. There was no there was no accident that that coincided that way. Uh, do the points in the round robin count like playoff stats? Like the play in round? Yes. Yeah. Everything is considered playoff playoffs um, as far as stats are concerned. Yeah. For uh, the abs, you know, it's an interesting mm-hmm. thing because this was a big conversation all year long of, you know, whichever side of the conversation you fell on with Eric Johnson transitioning into this much more defensive role and giving the abs a bit more of a look on that side. Uh, we've talked about Sam Gerard didn't play in the exhibition, but it's interesting how quickly they've rounded out on the defensive side of things instead of falling into the same mold as so many run and gun teams. Yeah. Well, and this was uh, after yesterday, uh, Bedner said that I I didn't like, I didn't like the way that my team checked today. I am. I thought our checking was bad and it was, yeah, it got better pretty cleanly bad, (laughs) but it was terrible. It was terrible at the start. It was as rusty as it got. But that it rounded into form by the end of the game is encouraging. If they come out, if they come out against St. Louis on Sunday, the way that they did in the third period, um, I think they're gonna. I, I feel quite good about Sunday. And anything can happen in one game. Like I say, I'm not as worried about St. Louis. That's in a seven game series. In a in a one game, any as we know, literally anything can happen. Tarasenko could score six points. McKinney could score six points. We have no idea what's going to happen in a one game set. It could be six goals, but only one of them actually counts. Like, who knows? Oh, right. <laughs> it's, I was, oh, there was a moment yes, in yesterday's Avs Wild game where uh, somebody was off, somebody I thought was offside. Yeah. And it turned into a scoring chance. And I was like, oh, that would have been fun to get in the review. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little exhibition game offside review. Mm. Well, we've talked a lot about how it takes skill out there to win. Another game it takes skill to win in is WGT Golf, one of the most popular golf games out there, loved by more than 20 million players around the world. It can be played on your computer. It can be played on your phone, easy on the go, and you can play with everyone here at DNVR when you go to dnvrgolf.com to download and then search for the DNVR3 Clubhouse. It already has 25 members itself, so get in on three before we have to start up four is all I got to say on that one. We have tournaments every single week to compete for the top spot, and winners can sometimes win prizes, this, that, and the other thing. I came in fifth in our last one. It's a pretty significant improvement for me. I've been My skill level's been slowly rising. I'm hoping for the same in NHL 20, but we'll see. We got a long way to go in that one. But for WGT Golf, you can play any number of different versions, whether it be stroke play, match play, closest to the whole top golf edition, you name it, on 
true to life courses. Again, dnvrgolf.com to download WGT Golf today. And of course, we have Breckenridge Brewery, my favorite beer in the entire world, which you can go down to the farmhouse in Littleton to pick up directly from the source. Try the 15 can sampler pack to just give yourself a test of a number of their beers, or always head on down to the DNVR bar. We have eight different Breck brews on tap any given day. So if you want it, you can get it. Come try it. Come hang out with us. Come have a good time, especially with these watch parties coming up. I believe the Sunday Abs watch party is already sold out. So It sold out in about an hour today. Yeah, so if you miss the Sunday one, just keep your eyes peeled for the next ones for the Abs because they go quick. But you Yeah, with the, with the restrictions that we had to put in place for, for distancing and all that, we just don't just, have as much space. Right. Like this, Obviously, it's not going to be like in Blake Street where we were all on top of each other filling up a massive room uh, and going crazy. You know, we have to actually keep our distance and respect the fact that there is still a virus circulating its, its way through uh, the country and... We don't want to get that. Indeed. That's that's the reality. Obviously, if you don't feel safe coming out, then stay home, watch the game that way. You can always hang out with us on the DNVR lounge as well. So I will I will be hiding upstairs from all of you. Same. So, uh, so yeah, that uh, either way, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast here. We've kind of started winding our way through the West here and and I kind of sat on this one a little bit because Chicago absolutely punked the St. Louis blues yesterday and yeah, it didn't look good for St. Louis. So what I, what I thought was interesting about that game was that I think it's driving home the importance of special teams. Yeah. In, in this, you don't have, you don't have time to get into it. Um, every every special team opportunity is going to be huge. It's going to be game potentially game changing, and I don't say that as a segue. I say that as a as a way to just say that seriously. Special teams is always important, but I think I think in this format, if somebody's PK just isn't isn't quite up to speed yet, that could be their season. Well, and. Uh, the Blues, you know, they only managed to register 21 shots on goal in the entire game. And you're no looking at runner. you're looking at their goaltending and you're saying neither of these are great. Jordan Bennington had an 846 save percentage in 40 minutes. Jake Allen had an 800 save percentage in 20 minutes. No. You talk about you know, if your penalty kill is struggling, well, your best penalty killer often needs to be your goaltender. And if Bennington doesn't have that magic like we've talked about, the Blues could just absolutely crumble. Yeah. So. It's, I mean, I their margin of error, because they lack that really, really, really high-end guy. Yep. Um, It's just so much thinner. Yeah, it's. It be they have to work harder to to create the offense that they do, you know. O'Reilly's obviously a great player, but he's there's there's a difference between a guy that's a seventy point player and a guy that's a hundred point player. Well, and you see, Chicago scored first in this game. They scored the first two goals. If you go up by two goals on St. Louis, they are so far out of their element. It gets yeah. really really tough for them. That's not what they want to do. Um, they love to put pressure on you. 
uh, when you're when you're feeling the pressure of trying to make a comeback. Yep, they play um, with the lead very well. They play with the lead and they play at evens yep. exceptionally well. But when they're behind, they're not. They don't have they, that ability to open it up. Yeah, right. And they, it's not that it's not that same kind of quick strike ability. They have to work hard to score the goals they get. Yep. Uh, and and really, to be honest with you. They were in the midst of a season, kind of like Colorado had a bunch of career years last year. Uh, but they're from a lot of like younger guys that are still like, you know, maybe maybe this is a career year that leads into another career year for certainly for a case a guy like a Burakovsky. Is this just um, who this guy actually is, or is it right. an outlier? Yeah. They're they're they go they're they were getting a career year out of a guy like David Perron. Yep. And it's like for that, for him to come back. He was such a big difference for them because when he's produ- when he was producing at the level that that they had that high end player, they had that star player, and if that doesn't continue, if he does not continue to produce at that level, they take such a hit. Yep. And obviously, getting Tarasenko back really helps, but you've they those guys have to be able to produce, and if they produce to their career levels, they're going to struggle. I would agree. Um, it's they not- are. I think they are of the four teams out west. I think they are probably the most vulnerable because their style is going to be the hardest to repeat. Yeah. With with Without Dallas, the months of practice and preparation, right? Sure. With Dallas, I think it's it's they sell out so hard to be a pure defensive team that tries to win two to one. That that's their identity. That's their style. You know, Vegas and Colorado want to get up and down the ice and they want to they want to skill and speed and they want to open it up and they want to do those things. Dallas Dallas wants to lock it all down and play as slow as possible and not mess with that. And so I think that's all repeatable. St. Louis is kind of in this weird spot where they're exceptional at what they do and when they're doing it well, they're very very hard to beat. Well, but what they what they do well takes time to get there. And Dallas also has that Ben Bishop guy as well. Right. And much more proven track record going on in net there. And and even if even if there's an issue, Kudobin had a career year where you're wondering yeah. behind behind an all out defense like that. We've seen Kudobin's Kudobin in his career, when he's been behind great defensive teams, he's had great years. Going yep. back to when he was in Boston, you know, when he went into Carolina and they weren't any good yet, he was not the struggle. answer there yeah. and it was a problem. And they were like, well, we got to move on from this guy. But behind great defensive teams, he can handle that job. So it's not even just Bishop. It's both of those, both of those dudes. And uh, just real quick, it was a set move. Bennington yeah. played the first two periods. Allen played the third. So I think Every team so far has done this. Every game that I've watched, yeah, they've done this. I think so. So, um, out east, I just want to Varley, the man, <laughs> the man against the Rangers. He was so good. He has. He's always had a penchant for doing that at times. When he's oh man, when he's when he's locked in and he's insane. <laughs> Yep. Just steals games. Oh, yeah. And it, uh, to be honest, it kind of drove home my concerns with the Rangers is that 
they have to play a certain way. And the Islanders really didn't let that happen. The Rangers need Panarin to be their McDavid. And the Isles are the exact type of team that you look at and you say, these guys could maybe shut it down. Yeah, but they, like like St. Louis, the Islanders have to do... But are the Islanders are the Islanders more St. Louis or are they more Dallas? Is my question. And the, having watched as much of them as I have, I would say that they're a little more St. Louis. They get the reputation as Dallas, like they sell out and they want to they want to grind it all out. But they have enough skill where they just can't help themselves. They have enough. They have enough skill and speed. Um, they also. It, uh... it, 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 they have the Barry Trots as the secret weapon, though, as well. So, right. and that's well, and that's why everybody thinks that they just want to all yeah. defense all the right, time. Right, but, right. but you know, Trots didn't win a cup by selling out defensively. He that's he let true. his skill guys he let his skill guys go be skill guys, and you know, with Barzal and and Anders Lee and you know Everle and all those cats that are up there, Josh Bailey. They they've got enough up there that they can do just fine. And hey, Derek Broussard, once again, somehow good for them. Yep. Yeah, just keeps doing his thing up there, man. It's so it's I night and day those guys uh, from from his Colorado tenure to the to who he is in uh, in the island. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's so weird to watch. It happens sometimes, man. Yeah, I also Gigi Pajo is such a weird fit on that team. Um, it's still so bizarre. Well, he's going to be fitting there for a while, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until Seattle takes him, <laughs> there you go, the bailout. Uh, That's right. Nashville, Dallas, playing as we record this podcast, so we can't really speak to that one. Uh, but the last game concerning the Central, anyway, is Winnipeg, Vancouver, where Winnipeg beat them down four to one. Uh, Hellebuck looked great. Winnipeg just kind of made Vancouver look a bit silly. All the all the more reason for AJ to get hyped that they can beat Minnesota, perhaps, and and play the Avs. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll find out tomorrow who I picked in that series. Yeah, exactly. I imagine I imagine that'll be a series we talk a lot about. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, it, it will have a lot of implications for especially the teams that end up middle seeded out of the top four in the West. Yeah. So should be, should be quite interesting. Uh, Gerard's fine. He was basically just taking a maintenance day. Is fully expected to play in the uh, round yeah. robin stuff. And for the record, uh, no media for the apps today, no practice. I mean, we actually don't know their practice schedule, so I'm making that assumption, but uh, they were not on today's media schedule. So we won't hear. I'm, I only say that to say we will not hear anything official from the team until at least tomorrow. I I expect things like that are going to be the norm going forward in the bubble, kind of, which is just reality. It's funny because like going to practices and stuff, you're always like, oh, God, this is such a drag, right? Yeah. And then when you don't have access to it, you're like, oh, this is all the these, worst thing ever. All these little things, like, is this guy practicing? Are there any line changes? Are like, you're just totally in the dark. Yesterday, and we, there was nobody in the arena yesterday, and so we didn't know what the lineup was until the Avs literally released it like two minutes before puck drop. Yeah, they need to just set it up like the streamer house, okay? 24-7 cam on the ice. 
at all. Oh times yeah, let us tune just, into. Yeah, let us watch warmups, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't we don't need all your bells and whistles of a broadcast. We're just here for the hockey. Yep, one hundred percent. That's where I'm at with it. On that note, we can take our second period break because that would be a Strava Craft Coffee game changer if we had the 24-7 feed of the arena. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-infused coffee, which you can now get in K-cups or whole ground or bean as well. Ground or whole bean. I mess that up almost every single time. Either way, the CBD is non-psychoactive and has really changed lives. can help with migraines, anxiety, IBS, many other aches and pains as well. You can try it in numerous locations in and around Denver. And when you do decide to buy, they now have a full subscription service set up where you can get 20% off every single time you purchase by signing up for that and getting part of the Strava Craft community. So be sure if it's something you like to order regularly to jump in on that subscription service and save that 20% every single time. Or if you're just buying for the first time, use code DNVR20 and give it a go. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We haven't too talked too much about the East as of yet, other than uh, your beloved Islanders, of course. But the East, it's setting up to be, I think, a, a pretty wild go. Tampa crushed Florida, obviously, but I'm looking forward to seeing what predictions we make tomorrow in the Eastern Conference. I'll put it that way. There, I think um, <clears throat> there are two series in the qualifying round that I am dying to watch. That I hope there are no conflicts um, schedule wise. I haven't actually looked, but I'm um, I'm hoping there are no conflicts with the Abs, and I can just freely watch these series. Yep. Because Toronto Columbus. Yep. I am so excited to watch that series, and Minnesota Vancouver. Those are those are the two series that I am so hyped for. Yeah. Um. Toronto Columbus for sure. Minnesota Vancouver, I think, could go. It could be really boring, or it could be very, very good. Yeah. Uh, the other one out east that um, I will make a priority is Rangers Hurricanes. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's. I. I don't think that'll be a long series. Neither but do I. it's been interesting to see a lot of people love on the Rangers, like. Okay. Mm-mm. You guys keep at that. <laughs> when Sveshnikov drops a hat trick in game one, we'll see who's uh, who's doing all that talking then. <laughs> Three lacrosse goals confirmed or what? I don't care how he does it. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe he'll be doing it for the abs in NHL 20 soon enough. But... <laughs> Either way, plenty of hockey to be happening. Again, like I said, now Nashville, Dallas happening right now. Through this evening, you can watch Boston, Columbus, and Vegas versus Arizona as well. Or you can always tune in to us. We will be playing NHL 20 live over on Twitch tonight. If you want to play along, hop in with us, play some 6v6. We'll be happy to have you. Should be yep. a fun time. Hope you all will, uh, will tune in for all of that. But sticking to real... Oh. Proper hockey, AJ. No Tyler Sagan for the stars. No, it's that just 
maintenance Nothing day. got unfit to play designation, so don't we don't know. Is. I will refrain from saying anything. I just think that's if that if that's a thing. Oh boy. Yeah. Dallas without him how <clears throat> given the cliff Jamie Ben has fallen off of. Mm-hmm. They're going to struggle offensively. None of us would have to change our predictions, though. <laughs> True. For, for how the True. round robin is going. I will give you guys a spoiler. Uh, all four of us that are going to be on tomorrow's show made the exact same predictions on the round robin out west, on the round robin results. It was, it's too Everything easy. else was all over the board, <laughs> but all four of us had the exact same order of teams in the round robin. Too easy. Sometimes when you know, you know, all right. Yeah. <laughs> the- Dallas was already last in all of our predictions. So for Tyler, for Tyler, if Tyler Sagan's out at all. Um, yeah. Things aren't about to get better for them. Are they? Yeah. Man. Not, not at all. Um, Would any of the, if oh, it wow. ends in three, would the play-in series be decided before the round-robin series end? I don't actually know. It would depend on the schedules. Right. I haven't looked closely enough at the schedules. But I'm thinking, like, what happens if series end in three and you're going into your third round-robin game and you could, like, know who you're going to be playing depending on if you win or lose? You might sit people. Yeah, True. Depending on which either which matchup you want, um, because you know, like it would be it would be funny if there was like the two three right the two yeah. teams that were going to go for the two three Colorado or playing Vegas, and the winner gets three and they they get I don't know Minnesota, yep, <clears throat> and they're like oh jackpot we, we, yeah we want that's that's the team we want yep. It's like it's like oh Minnesota or say Nashville, right? Pretty and big it's like winner between those two, yeah. <laughs> like 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 winner gets Nashville and the loser would get you know or however it would play right. out. I'm yeah. I don't I'm I'm not looking at any of the seeds, so I don't even know if that's possible. But Definitely like not, just but... just 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 to say like hey like this is this is and then each team is like oh no we're. Like we're playing. We're playing third string goalies. Like <laughs> we're playing. Go. All the black aces are getting in. Like and each team, it becomes like this weird like tankathon. <laughs> you never know. The crazy stuff like that can happen in these situations that we've never seen before. Is all I'm saying. Things could get weird out there. So I'm excited for however it plays out. To wow. be honest, um, Nashville up one nothing already. They got them. I'm telling you, you Nashville's sneaky good. I think uh, whatever was was stinky in the regular season is gone after the four months. Okay, they're going to be solid. They're going to be a tough out at the very least. Okay. <laughs> AJ ain't even going to go there on that one. We have gone. we have all day tomorrow to do this. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll save it for tomorrow. Uh, AJ, yes, sir. With the caveat of we've watched one game for most of these teams and nothing means nothing when it comes to exhibition games. 
what are your final thoughts on these this whole bubble situation so far in the hockey we've seen? Higher intensity than I expected. Um, I thought players were going to treat it like preseason, and they have not. They have treated it like game 50. Yep. And that, I think, is that's great. Um, I've been really glad to see that the number of injuries has been limited. Um, worried about what happened with John Carlson yesterday. I think that was that that looked serious. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was the concern. Like, that's why there's only one exhibition game is because teams didn't they wanted to tune up, but they didn't want to, to, to increase the chance of injury enough times to the point where it's like, great. You know, and and for some for for that to be a major injury, and that's a huge that would be a huge one for them. Yeah, uh, that that would be a real problem. Um, as as good as I think that defense has actually gotten, I mean, losing um, a potential Norris winner is gonna yeah. gonna hurt it a little bit, <laughs> right? Like he was he was the man on that. He was very good on that defense this year, and. I'm 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 just I'm really glad that the the injuries have been limited so far. Yeah. Um I that's the one thing that I everybody should have been excited about, right? Coming into this is that healthy teams meant we were going to get a caliber of play that we don't always get. You know, there have been some teams that roll into a series and they're just Decimated. they made the playoffs. Yeah. That's great, but they're just missing too many guys and they just can't quite hang. Yep. You know, you think about a couple of years ago when the Avs had Nashville. That it wasn't like they were run down as a team in terms of injuries, but to be on their third string goaltender just can't keep up. Yeah. You know, like in and when the dam broke in game six, it was just done. Yep. And yep. you you can't help but wonder if Varley had been healthy. Yep. What what could have happened, right? And so I'm so far through these exhibition games. My big win is the the lack of injuries, and I hope it continues on for at least a round. I mean, they will they will happen. It's inevitable. The physicality is already higher than I expected. It's gonna it's gonna be in full force on when when these games actually get going on Saturday. Um. But yeah, I'm especially the high end though, right? You you want to yeah. see the stars be stars. Definitely. And like those are the guys that make new fans. You know, yeah. um there's nothing that's nothing against, you know, the Nick Dowds of the world. It's just outside of his family, people don't buy tickets to see that guy. You know, they don't pay to see that dude. It's you want to you want you want the best players to be on the ice at all times and let them determine there's a there's a reason McKinnon scored a goal and it set the whole hockey world on fire the other day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if, even if you just look at his, the impact that the goal that he scored in game two last year, totally flipped that series. Yep. You know, the JT, JT Nieto gets the shorthanded goal that gets them on the board in the series. JT Confer scores the game tying goal in the last two minutes. That gets them into overtime, but Nathan McKinnon's goal changed the series. It it put them over the top, got them a win, and it's and it said to them, "We here, we yep. we're not afraid of these dudes at all." And then they were going. So and then and then they were just gone at that point. And yep. you know that's the thing with the injuries. I'm hoping John Carlson's okay. I want everybody to continue to stay healthy because I think we're in for. Certainly next week is going to be like the first week of March Madness. 
it's going to be balls to the wall hockey all day, every day. And it's going to matter. Like these exhibition games have been cool, but like I've been working in the background and I've been doing other things while games were going on. Not next week. No, I'm just going to be, we're all just going to be sitting and watching playoff hockey. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And it's going to be incredible. I'm ready. I'm so, so ready. And we're almost there. We're going to yeah. wrap up today's show. There is still time to get your playoff bets in over at DraftKings Sportsbook before the playoffs officially kick off in earnest. And when you sign up today, you can get a one-time $20 bet on any team to win, and you'll win $100. That's 5 to 1 odds that you can take advantage of in their amazing odds boost, as well as a number of other promos once you sign up. Whatever you want to bet on, UFC, MMA, uh, basketball, hockey, baseball while it's still happening as long as it's still happening and numerous other sports that you may never have even heard of as well if you want to so jump on today head on over and download the DraftKings sportsbook app which is the top rated sportsbook app out there and use code dnvr when you sign up to get that deal to bet 20 to win a hundred dollars must be 21 or older colorado only other team terms and conditions apply eligibility restrictions as well see draftkings.com sportsbook for details Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. We outie y'all again. Be sure to tune in Friday for our big old prediction show where we break down every single series, both West and East. Should be a fun time. And come on out tonight to the Twitch channel. Watch us play some NHL 20 or play with us if you want to have some fun. Play some sixes. I know we have a couple people lined up for that. So we hope to see you there and we will talk to you then.